Welcome! I'm Roxanne Spring, your personal midwife after hours, celebrating and promoting wisdom and power in pregnancy, birth, and beyond. Welcome everybody. I am so pleased that today we get to have a chance to hear from Sharon Hockenberry. She is, of course, in our area. She's based in North Bend, so I may, I'm thinking that many of you may already know her. She's been supporting health and wellness for over 30 years. And she has a Bachelor's of Arts in Vocal Performance. I'm actually a little bit crossing my fingers. Maybe she'll sing something for us today. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> but she's also a certified nutrition and wellness consultant and a fitness, a TRX Zumba instructor, an herbalist, an energy Reiki practitioner. She's the mother of nine and she's been married for 38 years. Boy, I am no doubt that we are going to have a delightful time together, and I thank yeah. you for taking time to be here with us. Thank you, Sharon. Yeah, you're so welcome. It's an honor to be here, Roxanne, and I've adored you for a lot of years, and, and I honor you, and so it's a privilege to be here and share with you. Thanks. I really appreciate it. Oh, and I appreciate you being here, and in your introduction, I didn't even mention that it was through midwifery that we came to know one another, yeah. and begin to actually we've had chances to work together and many other things so i've always always adored you and just have Thank such you. great appreciation i was in your beautiful store yesterday getting mm -hmm. items that i only want to get from trusted places some oh, beautiful wonderful organic uh rose rose hip oil that's what i was in your <laughs> store for and then and then just to have that spontaneous spontaneous thought of let's get together on air and here we are we I love I love the beauty of synchronicity and and I've been learning that so much through the last couple of years that is that uh, so much of the emphasis is in the striving and the performing in the, the achieving and the goal setting and yet when we are just concentrated in at least in my opinion on keeping ourselves aligned the synchronicity is, is divine and beautiful. So that's what I consider yesterday and then now today. Oh, and me as well. And me as well. The flow, let the flow go. And we're going <laughs> to let this flow go wherever it wants to go mm -hmm. today. I do like to kind of begin with just tell me about your relationship to midwifery in your life. Mm -hmm. Well, um, I started, of course, on my own journey of having children, and um, I went along with the traditional Western model because I knew no other way, and so I ended up with my first three babies being C-sections, and then as I began to expand my, um, my comrades, uh, I was introduced to the idea of VBAC. Well, three c-sections and then to have a v-back in those days back in the 80s it was like almost unheard of but again like i talked about through 
synchronicity and overhearing conversations, I found a doctor that was willing to let me, and I will let, <laughs> let me um, have a VBAC in the hospital. And so I ended up having my uh, fourth child uh, via VBAC, uh, my fifth child at home, because then I, you know, you get a little bit brave, maybe a little bit crazy, I don't know, <laughs> the combination, right? And then, um, and then went on to have an experience, which I won't go into a lot of detail, but with uh, my sixth child, I ended up having a complete uterine rupture, which um, is one of the, okay, with our, uh, my sixth child, um, I ended up having a uh, complete uterine rupture at home. And uh, so that's a rare, rupture is rare to begin with, to survive it is even rarer, and to have mother and baby survive in the, it was, it was truly a bona fide miracle. And um, I, I won't go into all the details, but um, one thing I requested was that the doctor would spare my uterus and not give me a hysterectomy, and she did. And she, her words were that she was able to knit my uterus back together, but I could never have any more children. Well, I was in, well into health and wellness by then, so I just began to do a lot of um, alternative treatments like a lot of collagen, uh, chickweed wraps, castor oil packs, and went ahead to have three more children after that. And the last one was actually another VBAC after a complete uterine rupture. So I tell you that story um, about myself because along the way, as I took steps into my own empowerment in my own birth experience, I began to be able to support others to do the same. Exactly. And it just evolved. And in my group, I began to assist women in birth um, and then uh, continued on through hundreds of births and then began to go into the midwifery training and um, I, right now, what I consider myself as a, as a lay midwife, a spiritual midwife, I am available um, as needed. Off, you know, right now, what ha happens is I keep my birth set, skill set at. I'm not actively seeking or working with anyone, but want to be available as a doula. Or um, In the past, it's uh, before COVID, I might get a call from a midwife. And she said, I'm not going to make it. Can you get over there? And so that's been my role. And in my shop now, it's been just an honor to have uh, women uh, come in. And because of my experience, I can now support others, even though I'm not actively involved with birth on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. So that's a long introduction to my journey into midwifery. And my last uh, year before I retired out of Mifrit, I did 120 births um, I was involved with that year, and 25 of them I was the primary. So that was a joy, and I loved it. And uh, the lifestyle, as you well know, is um, it is a sacrifice, and it's an act of service and true love. Mm -hmm. And there comes a time where your body begins to speak and tell you it's time to step down, and that's what happened to me. Right, right. Mm -hmm. What a... What a magnificent story to hear, to be told, and for others to hear. Because hope is something that's, that 
is inspired by such stories as your own you know it, 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 it really does make a difference it's it's actually incredible and for any of you that want to fact check it please we invite you to do that <laughs> fact check this story you will not be di you will not be disappointed you will be completely yeah. disappointed if you're trying to fact fact check it but uh no yeah. i just uh I it was so it funny my sister was uh fact checking it and she ended up finding my story in a medical journal somewhere and she was like you know because it really is i don't know that i've met anyone else that went on to have a feedback after a complete uterine rupture and so um it was quite um uh, and i don't encourage that it's not please that's not a license it's just was my personal experience but one you said something that really um resonates with me and that's that's the word hope yes. and so many times in vulnerable situations um birth being probably the most vulnerable a woman can be and the opportunity to be the most empowered she can be exactly. and so one of the joys for me of being a doula and a midwife was the ability to be with woman in vulnerability and help her recognize her own innate power, her own innate knowing, when she seemed like it was undoable to instill hope and to let her know that all of that's in within her, it, it's in her, right? Mm -hmm. She can do mm -hmm. this. And I consider that the greatest honor and still do to this day, mm -hmm. is to instill and remind people of hope and their own innate power and God-given, um, ability to fulfill whatever it is they're called to do on this earth oh that was so beautifully spoken thank you, thank you. it is indeed how my life as a midwife and actually now it's focused on that people particularly particularly women and families and mm -hmm. babies too babies are people mm -hmm. as well mm -hmm. but everyone really tuning in to being supported in their strength, their wisdom, their gifts, their talents, and moving into their power in, in, in this life. And certainly having that modeled, and I've seen lots of funny things lately with gray-haired women are taking over the world, and, uh, <laughs> but it, having those voices chime together, I see such powerful, young women and of all ages people that are stepping into being that light source in the world this world mm -hmm. is got a lot of dimness going along a lot mm -hmm. of of being at odds with one another rather than coming together mm -hmm. to celebrate and lift up and magnify mm -hmm. so those are are really the intention that I so hold and you do as well and I'm thankful Absolutely. that you're here. <laughs> and one of the, uh, another beautiful thing, not one of, another, I could probably go on for just an hour about the beauty of, of being with woman in birth is also recognizing and seeing the paradigm, the shift of, um, for lack of a better word, I'll use a patriarchal setup where 
um, in the olden days, a woman show up, a male physician might show up and help her deliver, but to move more where the fathers are truly encouraged to, to be intimately involved with birth, with bonding, which is so beautiful to see. And so I am uh, really excited to see this new paradigm. So very true. And mm -hmm. that whole idea of having everyone in the room mm -hmm. is part of the miracle. Right. Is part right. of the And key. even if we don't troll, tro you know, maybe the, the model even of definition of family is being evolved into the all-inclusive of who chooses to be actively involved in the family unit. And it may not look traditional like we always thought, but, you know, love transcends definition. And it, it transcends um, even uh, very limited boxes that we have tend to put family units. So it's been um, exciting to watch that evolution. And it's, it, I mean, I'm older, so it's new to me. And I'm growing in understanding but when I realized that the ultimate expression of family is love, no matter what it looks like. And love is truly the, the most important thing and purpose of mm -hmm. us being on this earth together. Yeah. It is the supreme expression of God. And it is really what, however it looks and however people define it, and you're mm -hmm. right, family is what they choose, mm -hmm. and it's created that way. It's beyond biological. It can mm -hmm. include biological for sure, mm -hmm. and, but it is something that we all get an opportunity to embrace and, and kind of diminish our own barriers to that full acceptance and love. Mm-hmm, yes. And even in birth, you go back and it, you know, every, most women will come up or families with a birth plan. And I, I'm curious how many birth plans you've seen go exactly according to the script. I think the <laughs> loveliest birth plans I have seen have rather than being like a birth plan, it's an intention. Mm, and it's I an intention that. to, it's an intention to just be present with the process mm -hmm. and to be um in support and and open because mm. we we actually i don't think want to dictate the details of our lives though we often think we do right we we often want to prescribe we want this and we want it to happen via this person and in this timing and yet mm -hmm. those things when they're left up to I just see this as something I want in my life and watch the serendipity, mm -hmm. the miracle, the provision mm -hmm. and how it comes. It, it gives space to know that we are in fact in a loving environment and we are mm -hmm. loved and mm -hmm. that those desires in our heart are intended to be fulfilled. Mm -hmm. And anyway, that's yeah, my own little theory on that if you would oh I, I love that and I and I think when you think about intention um, like that say the intention might be to 
experience as much peace as possible um, during one of the greatest challenges of my life, and that's giving birth, right? Mm -hmm. So in life, that translates. Wow. I mean, how many of us have known intense challenges over the last couple of years, <laughs> and yet at the same time to stay in a peace of uh, a place of inner peace, uh, inner inner trust, inner knowing, and uh, in the birth process, just uh, bringing a person back to that place, mm -hmm. you know, through breath, through connection with their body, through trust in the process. It's it's just so many um, parables in birth as it relates to life, right? Mm -hmm. And I think right now, as we are all needing in our current situation and life looks nothing like it did and it feels like we're in perpetual transition doesn't it <laughs> it sure does and transition mm -hmm. we know and recognize from birth it may seem the most overwhelming it's usually the briefest you know, it can be almost the briefest part of it but it's mm -hmm. where all of that last bit of sense of I am controlling this to I am surrendering to mm. this being and and not surrendering as in I'm attacked and I give up and there's nothing left but mm -hmm. allowing yourself again to be open and mm -hmm. right now the cry all over is for us to be open yeah absolutely I I so um, can relate because over the last couple of years being a business owner, um, even the most recent birth in a hospital setting during COVID, it was about really honoring that woman and allowing and being an advocate for, for her experience in a positive light in spite of what was going on. But like every woman uh, that I've ever been in birth with, I can't think of one that didn't go through transition and think she couldn't do it. And during COVID, I so many times I don't know if I can do this one more day. I don't know if I can keep my business afloat. I don't know if I can abide by one more mandate. It's, and so I have been in transition, and it's what's coming forth, just like in birth, has been a really beautiful realization that I am now transitioning to a new phase and life circumstances are just getting me there they're they're like the the current that's mm -hmm. gently moving me to where I need to get to and uh, that's this it is exactly what happens in transition and mm -hmm. we are there to encourage each other during these times and in birth you've mm -hmm. got this you know you're not alone trust mm -hmm. the process Mm. breathe into it mm. and it, it's really a beautiful thing it really is important you know to have those messages and like you said it it does not just pertain to birth I mean we mm. learn wisdom in birth Absolutely. we and our babies mm -hmm. it's a working together it's that cementing together in trust and in love because mm -hmm. you're working together in that process and having, we know the power of the hormone of love. And we know that when people go through horrendous times, mm -hmm. if they have that sense of community about them, it... Oh, oxytocin, that's just... I know what you're saying, is just the hormones that, that are there 
and they're there to even like like we know when we eat for example we release oxytocin and it's so beautiful you said something that really made me think uh triggered a thought and that's about the baby and you watch a, a beautiful birth that goes as naturally as possible and then watch the newborn just instinctually find its way you know they call it the baby crawl and there's been a few experiences where the mother did practice the baby crawl which it was totally left to the instinct the natural process of and watch that little baby just make its way to its mother and and uh watch the the love the bonding is it, it's like nothing ever i anything i've ever seen it's just so um beautiful and I know that I have a hard time not becoming emotional, you know, because it's like literally that love hormone floods the room. It's an energy that affects everyone there. It's not just in the mother. It really oozes through the pores of the mom, the baby, and everybody. And that's why everybody starts crying or cheering or it's just so beautiful. It really, it really is. And I, it's been interesting because... Being a birth worker, I was at that portal. And this year, I've been at the other portal. Mm. I've had been with my sister as she passed. And I've been mm. at the uh, near and around the other portal. And the portal itself is sacred. And the circle of life is a circle. Mm. You know, and I was very intrigued with different opportunities that I've had where I've actually had birthing families that were simultaneously having family members that were actively mm -hmm. passing. Wow. So um, what strikes me is in both cases, you are not so aware of who was on the other side. You know, because in my view, energy is not created nor destroyed. It just simply changes form. And mm -hmm. we have left something to come here to have our experience and then we go on and in both cases I believe there is mm -hmm. just as much love and expectation and and delight that goes on it's beautiful well there's the term that's used uh, death doula yes with a person that's dying and I too Roxanne have had the honor of sitting with people while they pass and in this year even and it's such a, a a beautiful thing and I think one of the things um that has been most fearful in my in my judgment about COVID is the fear of death mm -hmm. and it's made us as a nation face mortality like never before in many cultures, there's really ceremony around death and dying, right? Yes. And in our in our uh, country, we're not so familiar with the ceremony of dying. We're we're familiar with death, and oftentimes it's about fear. Yes. And so, uh, it's been an opportunity to really help individuals stop and ask, what is causing this angst? And it's the fear of death. And if we can face that, right, and really sit with it, and and I've 
you know, I faced death right, right in when I almost died with my sixth child. So I've, I've been there, and in that circumstance, um, I had some very strong values, and I was being asked to compromise those values in the birth process, and I refused. And I was told if I didn't do what they said, I would die. And I was willing to die mm -hmm. in order to be, because I'm not afraid of death. Mm -hmm. And um, and so uh, another instance is the generation of Lou Gehrig's disease. And my father, my, my grandfather, my aunt. So I went through a fearful time of dying of Lou Gehrig's. Mm. So I, I just forced myself to contemplate death and no longer be afraid of it mm. and um, and just live in a way that I'm in alignment I'm at peace I'm non-compromising in who I want to be and who I believe myself to be and who and then from there I want to be on my deathbed with no regrets Indeed. and just be able to birth into the next realm. Mm -hmm. well, it's so important that we have these discussions because mm -hmm. that's one of the causes that has been dear, near and dear to my heart is to dismantle fear is mm -hmm. the general way that childbirth is approached. It's the way that it is displayed in our society is that it is a cause of fear, that it's an emergency situation that requires intervention rather than being, as you and I have talked about and brought, brought the spotlight to, rather than being the empowering of, mm -hmm. of humanity. Right. Both for the woman, the baby, the everyone else that's present, it is, it is a, it's a, it's almost such a lie and a deceit mm -hmm. that people should have turmoil and should be mm -hmm. in, in this state of, of anguish and angst over it. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, thank you for bringing to light your own, I've already dealt with this and I've looked mm -hmm. at this from both sides now and I stand mm -hmm. in my opinion that right. I will go without a wisp of regret. Mm. And so let's say that someone hasn't reached that, just for the, mm -hmm. just for the sake of discussion. Mm -hmm. What words of wisdom would you share with them? Well, I, I mentioned earlier that we are a society of performers, doers, accomplishers. We have goals. We hire coaches. And we're not a a society as a general rule of contemplators. Mm -hmm. People who take time just to let their minds go where it needs to go, tap into the emotion, let it drop into the body, and then let it work its way through. That takes a little bit of time. So that's where I would encourage people to go right now during this these challenging times, and you know, I hate to go back to COVID, but this is where we all are right now, a new variant, a new stage of fear, right? You know, sitting and just contemplating the truth of what we're thinking, the possibilities of what could, could happen, what do you feel about it? Drop it into your body. 
work it through. Is it true? You know, can I know it's absolutely true? And when I think that thought, what does it do to me? Mm-hmm. And who would I be without that thought? Mm-hmm. And transform in min- in a matter of minutes the deception mm-hmm. that we talk ourselves into. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's it's that's what I would encourage. Is it's it's called the you know there's different names for it. Byron Katie mm-hmm. coined the phrase you know um, the four questions and I use it a lot in my own life I might get a little bit frenzied fear comes in and I ask is it true mm-hmm. is it true I'm in more danger now with Omicron you know mm-hmm. um, can I know it's absolutely true mm-hmm. and what happens to me when I think that thought I get fearful I get anxious I retreat I disassociate I feel this pit in my stomach and now, who would I be without that thought? Oh, I'm not at, I'm not in greater risk, you know. Mm-hmm. And then turn it around. I'm not in greater risk, right? Mm-hmm. It's the, it's such a great process, and it doesn't change. It's not Pollyanna, but in the present, in the moment, it brings us back to what is here and now, and mm-hmm. out of the fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so much of our fear is, it's just unfounded. Yes, unfounded. Well, unfounded, and it, it. There is a lot that wants to stir it up and promote mm-hmm. it and make it happen, but taking mm-hmm. the time to be mm-hmm. present with what it is that we have right here in front of us. We're mm-hmm. breathing through this one contraction. Yeah, we're breathing <laughs> right yeah. now, and it, uh-huh. we're not dealing with the rest of the labor. Yeah. We're not dealing with the rest of the story or how the storyline goes we're being mm-hmm. present with what is that was that that is wonderful to have that be the thing yeah. and you know what we focus our energies on matters as you mm-hmm. as you were highlighting and right. what thoughts that we begin to entertain and feed and if it isn't bringing us to that closer place of of having love and kindness and embracing mm-hmm. peace then mm-hmm. we can choose to say why would I continue to think right. those thoughts or mm-hmm. view those views I yeah. love it I yeah, love it beautiful. one of the things I developed Roxanne during this challenging time is um, uh, an anxiety coaching program because I found so many people um, struggling with anxiety so I created the serenity now system and helping people coach um, coach them through these these hard times and it's there's a nutrition's a big deal right how we take Mm -hmm. care of our bodies how we give ourselves um, nutrition and balance our blood sugars but then when it comes to thoughts Mm -hmm. that's it's what drives people's anxiety more than anything and it takes once we've got that negative groove in our brain it takes some time to reprogram our brains and um, just having four simple questions and other things and even in birth right Mm -hmm. oh you know honey (laughs) you can do this Mm -hmm. you know is it true you're not going to make it you just made it (laughs) and bringing back them back to the moment that what they just said they couldn't do, they did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. that's delightful to know that that's a source where people can reach out to you. 
uh, and and access that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it, been a joy for sure. Mm-hmm. We spoke only briefly, but delightedly being together and looking forward for ourselves in terms of what is what is occurring. I go kind of. I I don't want to say. Well, let me back up and say thank you for speaking to being being much more as powerful, if not more of a priority at times, being rather than doing. Mm -hmm. And that is what I heard you referencing Mm -hmm. in all the doing that we do and the attaining that we do to think that that is not determining our value. Mm. We are living in our value just being mm-hmm. within the present and being that conduit of the mm. flow of energy, wisdom, love, kindness, all of it. Mm-hmm. So th- yeah, if you are if we if we are energy and sometimes people get uh, think that's a woo-woo term, but when you logically think about it, we are atoms, you know. We we're a bunch of of flesh and in motion, you know. Um, and so, if we never did anything but just be energetically, we are still contributing to the world, right? And and if it reverberates, and if we believe in frequencies, which I do, we're now starting to realize that things are vibrational. Things are based upon frequency. Quantum physics, which was considered new age, is now like it's a reality, right? Yes. So if with our very thoughts, our very being, we can vibrate at a higher level, mm-hmm. then we are influencing the world for good if we never did anything else. And in this time where we may feel very limited, with our choices, we're not limited in our ability to vibrate highly and to align ourselves with the highest possible good. Absolutely. And the thing I love, frequencies and vibrations are what I am just so drawn to. Mm-hmm. I likened the example of how when we are here in our greater Pacific Northwest area, and we're enjoying a day like unto today, where we have this beautiful cloud cover. Yes. We are often not aware, unless we jump on a plane and take off, wow, there's the sun. You're not aware of it. The sun never went away. The vibration of the sun is still there. The vibration of all these things are there it's just, are we tuning into that vibration? Mm-hmm. And when we know the food that we eat greatly enhances or detracts from the vitality and the vibration of health and wellness, mm-hmm. it, it really makes a difference. And you just can look at the food and is the food itself actually vibrant in health? Yeah. You know, it's amazing. Right. And, you know, and, and, and not to digress, but um, maybe as a, as a little segue, is that energy is translated to the baby. 
our our frequency, our our vibration to to a child. And I, I want to share a little story, if I may. Please. Um, so I I had this experience where I would um, that I would be in a in a parade, and when the sirens would come, blaring, I would begin to cry. And um, I was like. Oh, that is so strange. It was like it just inner something just started pouring. I just okay. So one day I uh, after I've gone to a parade and then I was talking to my mom on the phone and I said, I just it's the weirdest thing, mom. I start crying every time I hear these sirens. And she goes, Well, Sharon, did I ever tell you what happened at your birth? Mm. And I said, Well, no, I never really heard the whole story. Well. Two months before her due date, she fell down a flight of stairs, and they had to call the ambulance, and the ambulance, you know, they loaded her up, and the sirens blared all the way to the hospital, and I ended up being born a couple months early. So that energy that she had, the adrenaline, the fear, even the sound affected me in utero. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow, and I mm -hmm. and and mm -hmm. once I knew that, mm -hmm. um, it's like it broke the spell. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. sometimes in my work as an energy worker mm -hmm. or as a Reiki master, a hypnotist, I'm also a hypnotist, so I do hypnotherapy. Mm -hmm. I've had people go back to the womb. Oh yes, and discover the the uh, the wound. And it's nobody's fault. It's not mm -hmm. about fault. It's about awareness. Mm -hmm. But. Um, so it, it is important that even as a mom that that we cultivate a sense of calm and uh, awareness and it influences and then we could go in our diets back to so emotionally mm -hmm. and then diet wise look what we do for the human microbiome mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and even the birth process is the inoculation mm -hmm. of our baby's human microbiome Mm -hmm. So the process is so miraculous. So our nutrition mm -hmm. matters hugely. Mm -hmm. Our emotional condition matters. Mm -hmm. And we, we do the best we can with what we know. Mm -hmm. And we trust that we knew what we needed to know at the time. Mm -hmm. And we grow in awareness and do things different. And it's not about shame. And it's mm -hmm. just about growth, right? Right. And so, but as wise wiser older women if we can begin to help younger women and younger families be aware sooner then we've done our work right well yes i think that is we we offer that to them yeah. that that mm -hmm. bit of enlightenment i appreciated it from the other side of the view too it's not that our babies come as blank slates mm -hmm. our babies also have wisdom our children also you can see, and I have, um, my son has Down syndrome, but he stands as one that is not worried. He doesn't worry. He doesn't worry. And he's committed to love. So he doesn't, can you, can you yeah. take a moment and imagine that? But my experience of discovery when I was in my early 40s was I was reflecting on something. I was really interested in in astrology when I was pregnant mm -hmm. with my first daughter very mm -hmm. I, I had my chart done my my birth chart and then it really wasn't that important in my life and this particular time I reflected on it I come to realize that 
Cass is the one of the astrologer kind of. She's very intrigued with it and loves it. And I went, wait a minute, did I bring that to you or did you bring that to me? And she brought that to me. Beautiful. So it isn't just from the standpoint of be mindful of what we bring to this baby. Be mindful of what they're bringing to you. Oh boy, that's a beautiful. I love that. Well, they talk about you know sacred contracts, right? Mm-hmm. Um, some people, you know, we could get uh, on a whole another hour about theories about how children come to us, but. You know, if there is some kind of a spiritual agreement, you can be assured that you both are each other's teachers. And as a mom, oh my goodness, my children have been my greatest teachers. I call them my gurus. Mm-hmm. You know, and my third child had special needs. Mm-hmm. Also, there was something a depth about him that it was beyond this world. Mm-hmm. And it's so I understand that too. But each of my children have been my most profound teachers, and that yeah. is motherhood. Birth has humbled me and brought me to the depths of my inner self more than any other experiences in my life. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. People would often think that being a mother of more children makes you wiser and it just makes you more and more humble and open to the notion that you don't know you're waiting for the discovery process what you think you learned from one is not the wisdom for the next (laughs) yeah it makes me laugh i i think if i had nine i must have had a whole lot of lessons to learn those of you that have only one or two bless you you learn quickly (laughs) you're you're fast learners you don't have that (laughs) i was like oh here it comes again number six maybe you'll get it this time Oh man, it's it's it is true, so true. Uh-huh. So then the vibrations, vibration and frequency, and other ways to really connect and and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Besides, we talked about nutrition. Mm-hmm. We talked about the just the the bonding together and enjoying mm-hmm. the communal oxytocin, yeah. and yeah. actually being just looking at what sparks for us right Mm -hmm. being attentive to ooh, that i want more of that you know being attentive to it is a wonderful conduit you know and if i were to hey you're you're in my camera but vibrational and talking about vibrations and frequencies i know that you like myself love to be out in nature you have that beautiful mount Sai. you said about spark and if I could encourage um, mothers, is when you find that spark, keep it alive during your parenting years. Um, you know, and each of us gets to make choices about if we're going to go to work or not go to work. That doesn't even matter. What matters is what sparks you and keep it alive, mm-hmm. um, even in little bits. And then you talk about nature to me it is the best experience to give children and get them out and observing nature um one of the ways i learned to be a mother was i just read books about how nature animals handled 
their babies and because I didn't have a clue I mean I was just I did not know how to be a mom I didn't even know that I could be a mom but again to listen to my instinct and then observe nature and I then as my children came along I got them out it was we spent a lot of time in the dirt and building forts and and letting life be at peace and with natural rhythm mm. and uh if it's at whatever you can do my daughter right now with my grandson he'll be five and she works and she's got a job and her husband's got a job just like a lot of americans trying to keep the, the balls going but she gets him out in nature and to watch him come alive it, it, it we've done so much hiking together and it's been the greatest joy of mm. my life to be with him in nature and I love myself out I love to hike get me on a mountain and my life is so much better <laughs> <laughs> fortunately you've positioned yourself that there's a mountain right there <laughs> absolutely take me up it yeah, yeah this summer I was able to hike I hiked around uh Mount Hood. That was a forty-mile mm. trek, and what a, an experience! I, my, one of my daughters was my guide, mm. and um, you know, stretched myself beyond anything I thought possible, crossing rivers and logs, and I even fell and broke my toe. The last I uh, hit a log, and then I kept walking. I had to walk another several miles on a broken toe but found the strength within myself to do it and I know the gumption I had to birth babies was part of that gumption wow <laughs> if I did that I could do this yes oh man oh man yeah. wow kudos yeah. to you yeah I'm coming up next year and I'm going to go with my daughter and we're going to go mm. on the Camino de Santiago oh. now I'm sure we are not going to do the complete Camino de Santiago, but oh, I do envision us doing at least a week, maybe 10 days of, oh. of just being together and oh. walking in the spectacularness of, of both uh, Portugal and Spain and yeah. retracing the steps of Paul from the biblical days, you know, well, that's what that oh, is all well, about. I tell you what, I will live vicariously through you. <laughs> I would be more happy, most happy to share that too. So another, another frequency, and I had no idea that we would talk about frequencies and vibrations, but I'm loving that we are, is just how that attitude of gratitude mm -hmm. and that being that you have so eloquently brought us through and treat in respecting each of your child as your guru mm -hmm. and being honored to be with women and and at the opposite end of the portal with dying mm -hmm. but that gratitude for all things that that just recognizing whether it looks like it's a blessing or whether it looks like it's something that you can't figure out why this would have happened, but seeing, just seeing how that has brought us into a more of a fullness. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, Gratitude is huge, and mm -hmm. you know there has been processes like gratitude journals, mm -hmm. um, you know, practicing 30 days of gratitude through Thanksgiving. But I tell you, if we can open our eyes, take a deep breath, even before getting out of bed, give a stretch, put our hands up above our heads, 
and name one thing to be thankful for, we've set the vibration for the rest of our day. Mm. And no matter our circumstances, there is something, even one little thing to be thankful for. Mm. You know, and I'm going to be really honest. Like the last, especially after the time change, uh, the darkness, I found myself slipping into depression very rapidly. Mm. It was like, where is this coming from? And and one of the things I began to do was, number one, question my thoughts. Mm. And then number two is just waking up each day with one thing I am so thankful for. And watch that shift my ability to move through my darkness. We have um, gratitude is like a light that can move us through dark places. Sometimes we feel like we have to get rid of the dark places, but gratitude is like a lantern that guides us through. And it, we, it, it's been a, a medicine for me, um, and I'm not trying to outguess why I feel sad and depressed, a lot of reasons, a lot of things going on, but um, allowing the space and remembering the truth of who I am and practicing gratitude. So I, I really believe in the power and it, it changes the grooves in our brain, right? Yes, it <laughs> so. does. Oh my. And you were speaking that in terms of looking beyond, what does right now capture you in terms of what you the ways that you're preparing to step into the next phase, as you were talking about. Um, and we talked a little bit about this yesterday. As I'm moving forward in the next phase, I, I'm not sure what that's going to look like, but I've let go of attachment of how I think it should look. Mm -hmm. And I'm practicing more and more the power of presence mm -hmm. and contemplation. Mm -hmm. And what I'm finding is the more I can do that, the more synchronicity shows up in my life. Mm -hmm. And in my younger years, there was a lot of striving. Mm -hmm. And I, it served its purpose, but there is a I've come to a phase in my life where I know striving no longer serves me like it once did. Mm -hmm. And and so it's back to what I said originally as we started, is that art of contemplation, that art of just being. And right now that's all I know. Mm -hmm. That's all, I, I have enough on my plate, I have enough responsibilities, and what I can do to prepare for whatever may or may not be. Mm -hmm. is just to be in the moment, to give myself the grace mm. to just process. Mm. And I'm even remembering years, you know, as a, as a young mom, I remember just being able to sit and, and um, nurse a baby, mm -hmm. and it forced me just to be, right? And 
and at first it was like, I've got, I should be doing this. And I, as, as I got older, I embraced it more and more, mm-hmm. you know, and like, yes, by the time, you know, my last one's three and a half, are you ever going to wean that kid? <laughs> I'm having too much fun contemplating while I'm nursing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But, and so that's what I see. I, I'm birthing mm-hmm. a new phase of life mm-hmm. and I am in the early stages of labor. Mm-hmm. Uh, or maybe I've gone through transition. I, I don't know, but I feel like I'm at the early stage right now where I'm getting my breathing down and I'm getting settled in the process. And I imagine there'll be a transition and I'll birth the next phase, whatever that may be. Um, yeah. I have lots of ideas yeah. of what it might be, but I'm ready to just trust the process, Roxanne. I know, and I love that. And I think that that message of trusting the process is can be universally applied here for, regardless and i too cherish rocking and nursing my babies and i did it for a number you probably did it you probably did it for a little more years than i did but i did it for a large part of my life with my children mm-hmm. And in fact, there's still a ragged nursing bra in my hope chest that hasn't had the ritual to let go of it because it was such a meaningful part of my life. Isn't that hilarious? But but yeah, that isn't that a beautiful plan that you have that time to just sit and be connected and nourish and contemplate. Mm. There's uh, my sister gave me a book called Devotions, and it's poems by uh, Mary Oliver. Just beautiful. The the poem is world event. I have refused to live, locked in the orderly house of reason and proofs. The world I live in and believe in is wider than that. And anyway, what's wrong with maybe? You wouldn't believe what once or twice I have seen. I'll just tell you this, only if there are angels in your head will you ever possibly see one. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Delightful. Delightful. So what, what are we choosing to, you know, see in our heads for the world as it is, for our lives as a mother, for the birthing process, for, and so the ability to see to believe in the highest possible good in every circumstance is going to change the world, the vibration, and and let it be love, and Mm. let it begin in the family. Mm. Indeed. Indeed. We we are coming to our last few minutes, but Mm -hmm. there, par chance, is something else that you would have to share as your parting thoughts? Well... You know, the thing, the thought that comes to my mind is how powerful grace is for the human process. And no matter where your journey has been, where you think you are now, or where it might go, grace is the balm of Gilead. Mm -hmm. The balm that soothes us in every circumstance. And if we can just be more gentle with ourselves and our human condition and find a deep sense of love and acceptance within ourselves, it will pour forth. Mm. And so 
be gentle with yourself, give yourself grace, and then give those around you grace, and the world's going to be a lot better place. Mm. Such powerful words. Thank you so much. And we need to let people know how to get in touch with you. Well, you can go to my website. Right now, it's very primitive. I have a couple, but my main uh, is my Twin Peaks NW. Um, dot com. So what is it? TwinPeaksNW.com. And then I have SharonHockenberry.com. Mm-hmm. And as I transition into my next phase, I'll be leaving the Twin Peaks Nutrition and focusing more on the on the SharonHockenberry.com where I'll be coaching and doing more energy work and, uh, and just seeing what opens up for me in my next phase. Mm-hmm. Maybe get back to more singing. I've missed that. Well, I... I don't know. I, I just don't have a desire to let go of this. Is there not some little snippet that you could close our program How with? How about, uh, now let me sing it. I'll sing it for you, okay? Yes, please. I'll sing Amazing Grace. Mm. Just, a, just a phrase, okay? Amazing Grace, how sweet, sweet the sound. That saved a soul like mine. I once was lost, but now, now I'm found. Was blind, but now. I see. Wow. Thank you so much, Sharon. You're welcome. There is no better way to end this delightful time together. Thank Thank you you so much. Thank you for having me. It's been a joy. (laughs) All my love to you. And all my love to you. Thank you, Roxanne. This is Roxanne Spring saying, see you next week. We'll catch you in the air. Actually, there's a great chance I could see you in person. We're hoping you all come out for the Valley 104.9 FM radio fundraiser as we have a Christmas bazaar at the Snow Valley Senior Center. I would love to see you there. We have all sorts of vendors, local artisans, and we offer hot chocolate, hot spice cider, and gift wrapping. Come on out. Let's see us in person and have a great time. Looking forward to that, and take care. Have a wonderful week.